Hi, this is Karina. And this is Natalie. Welcome to A Child's Point of View on Parenting. Welcome back to our podcast, where we discuss topics ranging from tantrums to teens and get to the truth of how our kids really see us as parents. Today, our topic is technology and kids. Why is it always a battle? How much can we trust our kids with it? And what is their take on technology in their lives? So, Natalie, why do you think some parents have a problem with their kids using technology? I'm not one of those parents. No, no, never. Just asking for a friend. Well, (laughs) I feel like older parents have more of a strict view on it because they grew up in the time where the phone was just an accessory and nowadays kids are being brought up to think as the phone and technology are body parts and that you really need it to live. So I feel like older parents try to um, they try to instill in their kids that um, you don't need it and I feel like some parents just take it in a wrong direction but some parents don't. They just explain to their kids but I think an example of the wrong direction. Give an example of the wrong yeah. direction. Um, an example of the wrong direction, I feel like, would be, um, I know one of my friends, she doesn't have any access to technology. Well, she has access to technology. She has a phone, and she can text people, but she basically doesn't have any access to any internet. I mean, on the computer, if she needs to look something up, but like nothing else, no social media, nothing. And she is turning 15 this year. So I feel like that's kind of a wrong direction. Now, if you're eight years old and you only have it for contacts with your mother and your friends, now that's a different story. That's okay. That's perfectly fine. But when you're older and you have a parent like that, I feel like when you get into college and you don't have your parent around anymore and you don't have those restrictions you have it's just going to be a big um a big blast into reality of wow there's a lot of other stuff on on the internet than i ever knew Hmm. so so what you're saying is that kids who don't have early enough access to internet to technology may not develop the skills to learn how to use that technology in a responsible way? Yes. I think that, as I said before, when you're eight, it's not necessary to have social media or to um, super big internet access. Now, it's one thing to have like a flip phone like I had to contact parents or friends, but not necessarily like a full-on blast how I've seen a lot of little kids have like just a phone with no regulations mm-hmm. on it. They're just on it watching Coco Melon on YouTube. Whereas... What's that? It's a... Uh, it's an online... It's a kid's show. Oh, okay. Like a musical kid's show. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But of course it is. Yeah. Like, how, how do you not I know, know that? <laughs> <laughs> but when I think another reason is that um, all those stories about people living in their parents' basement at the age of 30 playing video games, I think a lot of their backstories were that when they were little, they had very limited access. So once they were like shown in the real world oh hey you haven't seen this before what is a phone 
what is that? Wait. Well, I mean, not necessarily <laughs> like that, but... Interesting. See, I have a completely opposite view on this. Please tell me. I feel like it is the parent, the kids who live at the age of 35 in their parents' basement still playing video games are those kids who have been permitted to do that without ever really developing the skill to be able to maybe play a little bit and then not, and then stop, and then use the the video games, I guess, as uh, once in the in the lifetime opportunity pastime. Well, I feel like there's two different pasts to that. I feel like how I said and how you said are two, they're completely the opposite, but they basically have the same results. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like um, 19 plus 1 equals 20, but then also 10 plus 10 equals 20. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just... When you don't have, when you don't know anything and you don't have the skills to actually go through things and you have someone who introduces it to you Mm -hmm. when you're way older, it Mm -hmm. can turn into living 30 in your kid, in your um, parents' basement. But then also when you have those skills, but you've had it forever, Mm -hmm. I think that also creates you to be 30 years old in your parents' basement. So basically what you're saying is that if a parent is on either of the extreme ends, it will never produce positive results for the kid. Exactly. So a happy ground in the middle somewhere is where we want everybody to be. Yeah. And I think that happy ground is, um, I think it's introducing a flip phone like me at age eight because when I started, I was in ballet in a big city, mm-hmm. and I had to know if my mom was outside on time or early, or if I should wait inside, because in a big city, there's a lot of bad people, you know? Flip phone. Mm-hmm. To just contact your mom or your dad mm-hmm. or your grandma or emergency contacts. Mm-hmm. I don't think even friends at that point, because mm-hmm. there's hackers that can go through friends, because especially at eight, kids don't know what is this mm-hmm. and then shock websites can happen oh my just... god i remember your first iphone and your friends would send you these weird weird long text messages where you had to copy oh, and then chain repeat. messages yes the chain messages yeah oh my god <laughs> that was a lot of those and then you'd yeah. send them to me thank god <laughs> you send them to me once and <laughs> i was shocked but it was good. I'm glad you did because yeah. then I got to find out that, oh, that's what you guys are doing on the phone. Well, I mean, it's one thing when you, when it's when it's one thing when you have some friends who maybe go to a different school and it's like, oh, hey, trying to make the longest message. They, they have a bunch of names that you don't know on there. Mm-hmm. That's like, I wouldn't do that. But when you start it yourself, like in a group chat with a bunch of, in my case, ballet friends, and it just starts with literally one person typing it all out and then having their name on there. Mm-hmm. It's different when you started within the friend area. Okay. So, yeah. But just going in from somewhere else, it's just, it's weird. It is. You can't trust that. Yeah, that's very true. So do you remember the first time you used technology? In general? Not just a flip phone, but right. a technology. A finding, in my case, the iPad, and not knowing what the camera was. 
pushing a big red button and it showing my face and then I was like what I think I was five no I was three at the time and it was different it was weird I had no idea what that was and now I I caught I would call myself master of selfies (laughs) but um we all have to start somewhere (laughs) but I mean you know 10 years later there's it's different can you imagine your life without technology? I think without all technology, mm-hmm. I think not really, because nowadays everybody uses it. I think it'd be a lot different. I think if I just didn't have it in my life and everyone else had it in their life, I think mm-hmm. I'd feel very left out because everyone would be like, oh, what's your phone number? Oh, hey, what's your Snap? What's your Instagram user account? You know, and you feel like everyone else has a phone. Why do they need to be sending you letters? But if if it was out of everyone's life, if it was never invented, I think it'd be more fun because you would be writing letters and then you could ride your bikes everywhere. And it would just be not necessarily less or more fun, actually. I think it'd just be different. So then all of those potential times when I may want to take away your phone or the rest of the technology, that punishment basically makes you feel left out and isolated then. Yeah. But then how can a parent potentially control child's access to bad sites? Um, Because there really is a lot of crap out there. So if you are spending too much time on the phone, how can a parent help you to stop doing that? I think the first thing, it would not be just to give it to them with full access and then take it away, put on the limits, and then give it back to them because it's a little weird. Mm -hmm. You have to, I think, take it first and first give it to them with the limits. Mm-hmm. And then talk to them first about mm-hmm. the bad sites and what's a bad sign. And talk to them about internet safety and cyberbullying and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, and then slowly start lifting up the limits. Like 8 to 6 is the time that you're allowed to be on the phone. Maybe have it, okay, right now we have set that we kind of have a routine. You wake up at 7 and, oh, you go to sleep at 10 have the downtime for that time because that you're not going on the phone in the middle of the night that you're not um waking up earlier just so you could be on the phone okay so that's that applies to younger kids when you can still set limits but when you are 13 for example apple just allows you to do whatever you want to do and then 14 15 16 how do you because there as you said there's some kids who don't have access to the phones until way later later as well and I also know some parents who um, really restrict their kids access to the internet and to the phones which you know it's their choice of course everybody has their choice and they want to instill their own values and their ways Um, but when a kid gets their phone at the age of 16 well on one hand 
there's actually a positive side to it because when you're 16, you're able to already make different decisions from a different way. Um, that is you know, the cognitive ability for a 16 year old is very different than for a 10 year old right. who has access to all sorts of things on the internet. Exactly. So that is a huge difference. But then when we're talking about, okay, you have a kid who's had access, but I, as a parent, cannot have uh, guidance already, kind of a hands-on type of guidance, except for, I guess, talking to a child. Uh, Is there a specific way that a parent can approach this type of a conversation with the kid that would be the most helpful so that the kid can actually listen and cooperate and collaborate together with a parent? In fifth grade, kids start to use computers in um, in school. In mm-hmm. school, so teaching your kids, okay, this is a good website. This is an example of a bad website. They mm-hmm. do not go on here. This is what to search up, mm-hmm. and then slowly ta- having not necessarily the talk mm-hmm. each year, mm-hmm. but to have a talk when you're ten, a talk when you're thirteen. When I know Apple starts to lift off restrictions mm-hmm. and then at um and then at 15 when you basically have no restrictions at all and more people start sending you bad stuff do you have any other parting wisdom for kids or parents regarding technology look at your kid and see how smart they are before you introduce technology from them to what them. do you mean how smart they are because if they're smart enough if you can see that they're excelling really well in school and that they're mature enough to understand these things, then I think you can start introducing technology itself, not a phone necessarily, but technology itself into their lives, like the internet and calling and texting and things like that earlier because they are more mature and they can understand what you're saying more. Now, if your child is a little bit slower in learning some things and you've noticed and teachers have talked to you, then I think it's better to start a little bit later when the child is mature enough can can understand what you're talking about when you're saying these things. Mm-hmm. So that's my parting wisdom. Okay. Well, thank you. I think that we've gathered some information here as parents what we can talk to our kids about and what your side as a kid it really feels like in having technology these days compared to some of us uh, millennials or older people who still are living in the past sometimes even though we use technology all the time and we want it to be part of our lives but we don't want it to take over our lives and because we have seen some of the negative effects and side effects of technology so much on kids and their mental health that I think that for parents to really learn how to collaboratively work with their kids to go through the learning process together um, because you know not not all parents are also um, have a lot of wisdom about technology, especially those who did not grow up with it, the, who are older parents uh, who did not get introduced to technology until it was way, way later. And it is kind of a culture shock when you enter the, <laughs> the whole new world of 
um, of technology and internet, especially these days. In, in the past decade, when technology has just literally exploded in our faces and everywhere we go, everywhere we turn. So um, having these discussions with your kids is essential. I think that just putting your foot down as a parent uh, definitely does not serve anybody. And having constructive discussions and more like a, a an actionable plan for kids so that they also know what is it that they can expect from the whole process when they expect and why they they should expect to have access to certain types of technology and then working together with them and i think most importantly is having the open communication that kids should feel free and open to come and talk to you as a parent when they've made a mistake when they've accessed the wrong site or they received the text message that didn't look right they you don't want your kids to be afraid of using technology and then hide things from you and then be stuck in a um, not desirable situation. You want to be their guide, so you want to keep the communication channels open. And I think that is really the biggest takeaway for the kids. So thank you for tuning in today. Uh, we are going to be back again next Tuesday with more wisdom and uh, more insights and ways on how you can connect with your kids at a deeper level to really understand their side and their perspective on how we parent. Thanks again. And for more inspiration on becoming a holistic parent, check out Holistic Parent Academy at www.holisticparentacademy.com.